Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we had three Game 6s and finally our first taste of Game 7 playoff hockey coming up on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOPN. How's everyone doing on this final day of the week? And thank goodness it's Friday. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by Built Bar. This is going to be a short show today, and after this weekend, we will find out who's going to play in the conference finals. Before we get into today's ruckus show, be sure to give a five-star rating, leave a comment, and if you really like the show, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Just as a heads up, there will be a special show this coming Monday as Sarah Avampado and myself will make some more awful, maybe, predictions. I mean, we've done okay i guess we'll find out after this weekend slate of games one important note i will make about this next show is that this will be recorded between rounds no matter what so we're going to record this on saturday night and that's to keep the predictions as honest as possible and based on our previous predictions you might be able to tell that we are definitely not cheating. In fact, we were both sweating some pretty big bullets about four days ago when all four series were at three games to one. Obviously, so much has changed the last few days, especially the last couple days since we last met. The Tampa Bay Lightning are currently setting up shop in the Edmonton bubble, while the other three series will all go to a deciding game seven. Who saw that coming? I don't think anybody did, really. How in the world did we end up here? Let's begin with the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche playing their Game 6 in this series. This was a fun one to watch. Uh, Miko Rantanen had a goal and an assist, and Michael Hutchinson, he had 27 saves for the Colorado Avs. They are the number two seed in the West. They've won two in a row to tie the series up at three apiece as they defeated the Dallas Stars 4-1 to one in Game 6 of their series. And as a note, Nathan McKinnon, who I had as a possible MVP candidate, he extends his point streak to 14 games, 9 goals and 16 assists to begin the postseason. 14 games. That could become 15 later today in Game 7. Now the 14-game point streak ties Mark Messier with the Edmonton Oilers back in 1988 and Bobby Orr, of the Boston Bruins in 1970. So that's the second longest in NHL history. The record in NHL history belongs to Brian Trottier of the New York Islanders back in 1981. He has an 18-game point streak. So could McKinnon break Trottier's streak? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out later tonight. And of course, the Islanders won their second of four consecutive Stanley Cups back in 1981. So a little bit of trivia for you there. Uh, game four, I mean, sorry, game six was an interesting one. It started off with Dallas scoring early and then that was it. Dallas got the first goal. Okay, great. Then it was all Colorado after that. Uh, you had goals from Kale McCarr. Uh, that gave the Avalanche a 2-1 to lead at 7.48 of the second period. Uh, it was a nice little top corner goal. And this was after a drop pass from Miko Rantanen. So that was a nice goal. And then Miko Rantanen himself made it 3-1 after a sauce pass from Nathan McKinnon. So that extends his point streak. 
and then McKinnon shot an empty netter at 17-14 to make it a final score. Um, I like what the Avs coach Jared Bednar said. He said, quote, We didn't have a great start. Energy wasn't great. I didn't think for either team. I thought our guys really showed up to accomplish taking this thing to a Game 7, end quote. Yeah, as I mentioned, um, Dallas got off to a quick lead, and it was looking like Dallas was going to close things out. They had all the energy in the first period. Um, Somehow Colorado tied it up with a few seconds left in the first, and it was kind of a lucky goal through traffic too. But after they came out of that first intermission, it was all Colorado after that. Colorado outshot them. They outplayed them big time. And that's what they need. Um, They need more energy. They need to have a better start. And the Colorado Avs have to play like, well, the Colorado Avalanche, like they have in the past, in order to win that Game 7. So I'm going to do a quick preview of Game 7. I think it's going to be Michael Hutchinson again. He has been superb in goal. The former Ontario Reign netminder and former uh, LA Kings prospect, former, sorry, not LA Kings, Winnipeg Jets prospect. He's showing up big time in the playoffs. He hasn't played a whole lot of playoff hockey. He's 30 years old. He spent a lot of time in the minors and is showing up big right now. So this is going to be his moment today in Game 7. So we will be sure to watch many storylines on this one. But Game 7 hockey, that's really where it's at. All right, as far as Game 7s. The Avalanche are 6-8 and eight in Game 7s in Colorado and Quebec Nordiques history, so franchise history, and 4-7 and seven since relocating. The Dallas Stars are 5-8 and eight in Game 7s, and that's franchise history between the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota North Stars, 2-4 uh, and four since relocating. So both teams have not fared too well in Game 7s. I mean, there's a memorable Game 7 that Colorado won, and that was about 20 years, no, 19 years ago. So we'll see what happens. I still think Colorado is going to pull this series out. And actually, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, really. I hope that Colorado pulls it off. So we will see. That Game 7 will take place later today at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on USA Network. The reason this is a short show is I want to get this episode out before the game start as a little preview. So my preview for today's game, I think Colorado is going to come out fighting. I do think they're going to win the game. I think Colorado has this one, not in the bag, but I think Nathan McKinnon is going to come out firing. He's going to extend his point streak to 15 games, and Colorado will come out victorious on this one. So I think they'll win the series in seven, as Sarah and I predicted. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We're going to go to the first intermission, the only intermission. But after that, let's talk about Built Bar. They are back and better than ever with new flavors such as cookies and cream and old favorites like double chocolate. Built Bar is the healthiest protein bar out there that tastes like a candy bar. Only 130 calories, low in sugar, high in fiber, high in protein. Only 4 grams of sugar. Wow, that's really awesome. And they have several flavors that are nut-free, if that's important to you, if you have a nut allergy. So be sure to check out BuiltBar.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off 
at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. All right, coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk about the other two Game 6s and preview the other Game 7s. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to go through the last couple of games quickly because there is an early game today. Uh, We did not expect the game to to begin this early. I honestly thought it would be uh, 5 Eastern, 10 Eastern start time for Game 7 because that's what it's been, or even 6.45. But no, we have games beginning at 1 Pacific time. How did we get here? Let's start with the Vancouver Canucks still staying alive. No, I shouldn't say that. No, they are still standing. That's for you, Justin. Uh, Vancouver got off to a fast start, and they did not let up on the gas. It honestly was not close. Vancouver came out firing right away, and Vegas, they, they looked good for a lot of the game. I mean, they got their shots on goal, for what it's worth, but that first period... That was pretty much Vancouver's period right there. As right away, only maybe two minutes into the game, Jake Furtanen got his second of the postseason on a slick pass from Tyler Mott. That made it 1-0 Vancouver after that Vegas peppered the hell out of Thatcher Demko, who I mentioned last time is the first California-born goalie to win a Stanley Cup playoff game. Yeah, Vancouver was all over the place. They outshot Vancouver 17-7 in that second period. The third period, they outshot Vancouver 22-8, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all because Vancouver in the third period turned up the heat once again. JT Miller scored. Then Quinn Hughes scored from almost the point, and then Bo Horvat scored late in the game to make it a 4-0 victory for the Vancouver Canucks. They are forcing a Game 7, which is taking place later today. We'll go over the schedule in a short bit. Next, let's talk about... Well, let's talk about what's going on in the Eastern Conference bubble. This one is fun, folks. It's between the Philadelphia Flyers. I still can't believe they're coming back. The Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders. That game was close. So close, in fact, that it went into overtime. I'll just quickly go over a couple of key points. Uh, Philly got off to a pretty fast start. 2-0 lead early on, on goals from Hayes and James Van Riemsdyk. Then Derek Broussard scored with about three minutes left in the first period. So it was 2-1 Flyers going into the second period. But Matt Martin, Matt Martin had a nice play. First, he got the key block right at the blue line, skated out towards the center, had a nice pass from Cal Clutterbuck, who passed it back to Matt Martin, and he scored from between the dots, top corner, and that made it a 2-2 to tie. And give credit to Matt Martin on that one. He's a really good blue-collar guy. He gets the hits when he has to, gets the blocks when he has to. Really fantastic two-way player. He might be one of the unsung heroes of this series. So way to go, Matt Martin. You are the unsung hero of this series. So that made it 2-2. Two to two. Then it was Anders Lee that scored just a minute and a half later, making it 3-2 to two Islanders. Then it was Michael Roffel that scored. And then at the end of the second period, Maddie Barzal scored once again. And the Islanders had, 
had a 4-3 lead going into the final period. It looked like this series might be over, but not so fast. Scott Lawton tied the game up midway through the third period, and that evened things up at four goals apiece. And there'd be no more scoring after that. So guess what, folks? We had overtime. We have overtime, and that's where things really got a little bit crazy. During that first overtime period, there was at least one or two shots that I counted that went off the post that could have ended the game. And honestly, there was a good shot by Barzal that I thought could have ended the series, but did not. So we played on, going into double overtime. And finally, finally, 15.03 into that second overtime, it was Ivan Provorov who scored the game winner from the corner. Nice little wrist shot. The helper from Kevin Hayes on that one. And that is a 5-4 victory for the Flyers. And they survived. I will say this quite literally. They survived that game six because New York had plenty of chances to win that game. And they were getting stronger as the game wore on. The shots were starting to go more in favor of the New York Islanders. Early on in the game, the Flyers, they looked okay. I mean, you know, Derek Grant was looking pretty decent. But after two periods, it was 28-13 shots on goal for New York. Then after that, they outshot Philly 14-4 in the third. Then they outshot Philly 9-6 in that overtime. I'm going to be honest. That series looked over. I really legitimately had New York winning when it got into overtime because they were still out shooting Philadelphia, still out hustling them, still out playing them, getting more blocked shots, getting more key passes, getting better quality shots. Yeah, New York, I don't want to say they blew this game. Philadelphia hung on by a thread and did everything they could to prevent the Isles from scoring and credit the defense of Philadelphia on this one. Every single defenseman earned a star on this game, in my opinion. I thought Philippe Myers did a great job. I thought Travis Sanheim was fantastic. Robert Haig. Robert Haig was very key late in the game. Got to give him a ton of credit. Obviously, Evan Provorov was key on that one. Matty Niskanen, I thought he had a very big game. Had plenty of hits on this one. And so did Justin Braun. I mean, the hits were plentiful on this one. 73-64 in favor of the Islanders. But Philly put the hit game on late. In that second overtime, it was Philadelphia that outshot the Islanders 8-2. I think the hitting towards the end got to New York, and the Islanders simply ran out of gas. So here we are. Game 7 frenzy. It is chaos. We love chaos. Oh, we love it so much that I'm losing my voice. But here is the schedule for this weekend. We have two games on Friday. One game on Saturday. Here is the schedule. Listen up closely because here we go. Today, Friday, September 4th, the Dallas Stars take on the Colorado Avs at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. That game will be on USA Network. And then the nightcap, Game 7, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, as of right now, unless the first game goes long. The Vancouver Canucks and the Vegas Golden Knights, also a Game 7. That game will take place on NBCSN. So once again, Stars-Avs, Vancouver Canucks, Vegas Golden Knights, both Game 7s. The winners of those series will face each other in the Western Conference Final, which as of right now is set to begin 
on Sunday, September 6th. Once again, that's tentative as of right now. The Western Conference Finals would begin on Sunday, September 6th. Who do I have? I'm going to stick with my original prediction. I'm going to say Colorado wins it. And I got it. I said Vegas. I want Vancouver. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> That's who I want to win. That's who I think will win. But come on, Vancouver. All right. As far as Saturday, only one Game 7. It's a big one. This is on the big network, NBC. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific. The New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. The winner of that game will travel to Edmonton to take on the waiting Tampa Bay Lightning. So that is the slate of games this weekend. Monday's show, I'll be joined once again by Sarah Avampato, and we'll be making some more predictions, whether they're good or bad. And we'll see how it goes. At least it's only two series to predict. But as of right now, we're both a little bit nervous. Oh, how are our picks going to go? Oh, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see after today and tomorrow. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. And don't forget to ask your smart device to play Locked on NHL where you'll get the latest of NHL news. And I got to give a quick shout out to Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils. He had a stellar, stellar interview, which I'm going to suggest to pretty much everyone. So as you know, the Seattle Kraken, they recently got a new announcer. He is a black announcer by the name of Everett Fitzhugh. He's going to be on Locked on Devils today, so make sure you tune into Locked on Devils for that. It's a very open hockey discussion with the new announcer for the Seattle Kraken, so check that out. And I think that's pretty much all I have to say. Um, What else? I did the plugs. I did that. Yeah, pretty much just going to say have a great weekend to everybody for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good weekend. Practice social distancing. Stay safe and be kind to everyone and ducks fly together.